0: Welcome to Zeku Tav, Siman, Memer, Aram Ram, Golda, and Ther, Mosek, Yav, Amis, the last Tav, in the 12th parak Mrs. Khalitza. So the three times we're going to focus on number one is Tana B'Risa, Halitza's Mutei's Kishir. A mistaken Chalitza is valid. The Gemara asks what this is referring to, and after Reish Lakish's answer is rejected, Re'Yochan explains, Koshua Omri L'chalotzala Ammona Shetitin L'chal Masayim Zuz. Wherever they tell the Yavam, perform Khalitza with her on condition that she will give you 200 Zuz. Rashi brings the G'monik subas, Dav Ein that teaches that making an act contingent on a condition is run out from the Tanai B'nei G'ad Meim Reuven. Since that act was made possible through a shaliyah, referring to Yeshua, so to the act must be possible to be carried out through a shaliyah. Since chalitz cannot be performed through a shaliyah, it cannot be made conditional based on a Tanai. Therefore, the chalitz is valid even though the Yavama did not fulfill the Tanai. Pointing to the more discusses how the are written in the chalitza document given to the chalitza, a bio holds, that since the parchment was not scored, only the beginning of each pussy could be written on it. Russia brings the more and given, dabva teaches that a parchment that is not scored cannot have four consecutive words written on it. Marzutra would score lines on the parchment and write the entire parchment of chalitza on it. Marbaridi questioned Marzutra whether this was permissible, how well Nitanli kasev? but this is a Parsha that's not meant to be written by itself. Rashi explains that it's forbidden to write psukim on a parchment that would be used to teach a child, since one may only write psukim as part of an entire sefer Torah. How can Marzutra permit just the writing of the Parsha of a chalitza? The Gemara rules that the lachem is in fact like marzutra, and Rashi explains that this is because the cases are different. The kavana for writing the small parsha for the child is the same as for the writing of a sefer Torah. It's to have a written text of the Torah. Since the Torah was handed down as one unit, it must be written down the way it was handed down. In the case of the chalitza document, the kavana is merely for sefer dvarim to relate the chalitza procedure, and it has no kedusha. And since it's written for the mitzvah, it's permitted to write the whole parsha. And point number three, Abaye said, "Rakachol klata al-ruach, if the Yavam spat and the wind carried the spit away before it reached the Yavam, she has not accomplished anything. This is because of Yarka yarkabafanab We require the fulfillment of the Pasuk of, and she shall spit before him, which implies that the spit must come before the Yavam. Therefore, who the B'higutza, if he is tall and she is short, and the wind carries away the spit, Eka Bafanab, there is the fulfillment of spitting before him. He Arukaba who goots, but if she is tall and he is short, and the wind carries away the spit, be in we require that the spittle first reach the level with his face and then go away with the wind. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in a bright side. a mistaken chalitza is valid. The Gemara asks what this is referring to, and after Reish Lakish's answer is rejected, Re-Yohan Where explains, wherever they tell the Yavam, perform chalitza with her on condition that she will give you 200 zuz. Rashi brings the demonic suba stuff, Ein that teaches that making an act contingent on a condition is one after the Tanai B'nei G'ad main Reuven. Since that act was made possible through a shaliyah, referring to Yeshua, so to the act must be possible to be carried out through a shliach. Since chalitz cannot be performed through a shliach, it cannot be made conditional based on a Tanai. Therefore, the chalitz is valid even though the Yavama did not fulfill the Tanai. Pointing to the more discusses how the are written in the chalitza document given to the chalitza, a bio holds, that since the parchment was not scored, only the beginning of each pusk can be written on it. Russia brings it more and given Davvav teaches that a parchment that is not scored cannot have four consecutive words written on it. Marzutra would score lines on the parchment and write the entire parchment of Khalitza on it. Marbari, the question Marzutra whether this was permissible? How will But this is a parsha that's not meant to be written by itself. Rashi explains that it's forbidden to write psukim on a parchment that would be used to teach a child, since one may only write psukim as part of an entire sefer Torah. How can Marzutra permit just the writing of the parsha of a chalitza? The Gemara rules that the Lacha is in fact like marzutra, and Rashi explains that this is because the cases are different. The kavanah for writing the small parsha for the child is the same as for the writing of a sefer Torah. It's to have a written text of the Torah. Since the Torah was handed down as one unit, it must be written down the way it was handed down. In the case of the chalitza document, the kavanah is merely for sefer dvarim to relate the chalitza procedure, and it has no kedusha. And since it's written for the mitzvah, it's permitted to write the whole parsha. And pointing with three, by said, Rakokov to a ruach. If the is spat and the wind carried the spit away before it reached the Yovam, she has not accomplished anything. This is because of the Yarka Bafanabinum. We require the fulfillment of the Pasuk of, and she shall spit before him, which implies that the spit must come before the yavam. Therefore, who Aroch the Higutsa if he is tall and she is short, and the wind carries away the spit, Aka Bafanov, there is the fulfillment of spitting before him who goots, but if she is tall and he is short and the wind carries away the spit, we require that the spittle first reach the level with his face and then go away with the wind. Alright, so now we go to our Simrodov Kuvvav. and this sim was suggested to us by Rabbi Sam Frompson from London and Jacob Selesny from Herzlia. They both suggested Kuvvav is a tight rope walker, walking a fine line, a cove. So tight rope walker is our sim. So here goes. The tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza was dismayed when all he found was a chalitza document with the entire parsha on it and then almost fell off when the yavama unstilt spit towards her short yavam and the wind carried the spittle his way. So once again it's motion. The tightrope walker, tightrope walker, that must mean one dove the walking a fine line. The tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza, which reminds us, it was taught in Mute's breitza, a, so a mistaken chalitza is valid. And Rabbi Yochanan explains this is wherever they tell the Yavam, perform chalitza with her on condition that she'll give you masaim Zuz. while she clarifies that making an act contingent on a condition is learned from the Tanai Ben Gada Mein Reuven. Since that act was made possible through a shaliach, referring to Yeshua, so too the act must be possibly carried out through a shaliach. Since chalitz cannot be performed through a shalich, it cannot be made conditional based on a tanai. Therefore the chalitza is valid even though the Yavama did not fulfill the tanai. So the tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitzah was dismayed when all he found was a chalitzah document with the entire parsha on it. Which reminds us, the Qumar discusses how the psukim are written in the chalitzah document given to the chalitzah. Abai holds that since the parchment was not scored, only the beginning of each puzzle could be written on it. Rashi explains that a parchment that's not scored cannot have four consecutive words written on it, since one may only write psukim as part of an entire Sefer Torah. Marzuch would score lines in the parsha and write the entire parsha of a Chalitza on it. In the case of a Chalitza document, the covenant is merely for a Sipur Dvarim, to relate the Chalitza procedure, and it has no kadusha, and since it's written for the Mitzvah, it's permitted to write the whole parsha. So the tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing Chalitza, was dismayed when all he found was a Chalitza document with the entire parsha on it and then almost fell off when the Yavama unstilt spit towards her short Yavam, and the wind carried the spittle his way. Which reminds Zabai said, If the Yavama spat and the wind carried the spit away, before it reached the Yavam, she has not accomplished anything. This is because we require the fulfillment of the Pasuk, but Yarka Bafanav, and she shall spit before him, which implies that the spit must come before the Yavam. Therefore, if he's tall and she is short, and the wind carries away the spit, Eka Bafanav, there is the fulfillment of spitting before him. But if she is tall and he is short and the wind carries away the spit, we require that the spittle first reach level with his face and then go away with the wind. So once again, the tightrope walker walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza was dismayed when all he found was a chalitza document with the entire parsha on it and then almost fell off when the yavama unstilt spit towards her short yavam and the wind carried the spittle. His way. All right, now it's time for our four brachot Chazar. Daf kuf beis. So the sim daf kuf beis is a cave. So here goes the three gerim sitting in a cave. Cave. That must be daf kuf beis. The three gerim sitting in a cave judging other gerim, which reminds us, Rav has said, Ger donas chaveru devar Torah. Ger can judge his fellow ger according to Torah laws, as stated. Som tosim olachom melch a sheivcha ashemel kachabo. You shall surely place over yourself a king whom Hashem your God will choose. From the midst of your brothers shall you place over yourself a king. This implies that it is only over yourself, meaning born Jews, that we require a king to be someone who is from the midst of your brothers. ger, But a ger can judge his fellow ger. So the three gerim sitting in a cave judging other gerim heard a commotion in the next cave when saw judges instructing the Yavama to remove the shoe, which reminds us, Rav Kahana said to Shmuel, from what source we know that the term Chalitza used in the Pasuk of V'chaltza al Raglo, she shall perform Chalitza with the shoe upon his foot means removal, we seem to derive its meaning from the Pasuk about Saras in a house. The and they shall remove Vichilsu, the stones that contain the affliction. So the three gerim sitting in a cave judging other gerim heard a commotion in the next cave when he saw judges instructing the Yavama to remove the shoe, discover the Yavam. Was wearing a sock, which reminds us the Mishnah stated, "Banpilia Khalitsa sub If chalitza was performed with a sock, her chalitza is invalid. The Gemara infers, "Dampilia love minalhu," that a sock is not a shoe. This was learned as well in a Mishnah in Shkalim, "Daf Kuf Gimel." So the simon "Daf Kuf Gimel" is Yerushalmi Kugel. So here goes the so amputee Yabam who put a large Yerushalmi Kugel on his lap. Yerushalmi Kugel that must mean we Daf the amputee, Yavam, would put a large Yushalmi Kugel on his lap to ensure the chalitza shoe would only go on his lower leg, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Kufa of Ahmed Av stated that if Yavama removed the shoe, from the knee downward, the chalitza is valid. from the knee and above, it's an invalid chalitza. This indicates that even though the word regal literally means foot, it can be understood to also refer to the leg. So the amputee Yavam, who put a large Yerusha kug on his lap, to ensure the chalice's shoe would only go on his lower leg, told the Yavama named Yael, standing next to a snake, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said, referring to the incident of Yael and Sisra, Sheba Be'iluz ba Roshim Ba'osu that Russian performed seven acts of relations with her on that day. The Quran explains the kashadib Bazuhuma that he cast impurity into her. Rabbi Yochanan said that the moment the Nachash seduced Chava, it cast impurity into her. Israel Shamdu Harsinai, Pascu Zhumasan, when Khaisa stood at Harsinai, their impurity was stopped and they returned to the original pure state. The impurity was not stopped from the idolaters, and that is what was cast into Yael. So the amputee Yabam put a large Yushamkuga on his lap to ensure the Khalitza shoot would only go on his lower leg, told the Yavama named Yael, standing next to a snake, that she cannot use the Sandomukha from the house with Saras because it's considered already pulverized. Which reminds us, Repoppa said in the name of Rabbim, one may not do chalitza with a sandal muskar, a shoe that was confined due to the possibility that it has surahs, but if one did, the chalitza is valid. With a sandal mughat, a sandal that has been confirmed to have surahs, chalitza is a pasula, the chalitza is invalid. Rashi explains that since the shoe must be burned, it's considered already pulverized, which means that the shoe is viewed as lacking the minimal size required for chalitza. Rapapa said in the name of Rabbi that if one did a chalitza with a sandal mukhat, the chalitza is still valid. Daf so this is Kuf is a code. So here goes. The covert basin that performed a chalitza at night used a code, code, that must mean we're on Daf Kuf The covert basin that performed a chalitza at night, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, the chalitza performed at night is Kasherah, but Rebolezer rules its Pesula. The Gemara seeks to define what the Melchokas is based on. And it concludes, Mar-Savar Chalitza Ketchilas Dindamya, or Mar-Savar Chalitza Dindamya. Balazo holds that Khalitz is compared to the beginning of a trial and is therefore invalid if done at night. The Tanakama holds the Khalitz is comparable to the conclusion of a trial and is therefore valid if performed at night. So the covert basin that performed a chalitza at night used a code made of saliva to tell the Yavama that she had to do the essential acts of Khalitza and spit, which reminds us if the Yavama removed the shoe and recited the Psukim but did not spit, Balazar says the chalitza is invalid, valid, but Rebbe Kiva says the chalitza is valid. Rabalazar said Rebbe Kiva, the pasach and the Parsh of chalitza, says, so shall it be done. Kodavishumaisa Ma'akim, which implies it anything that is in action is essential. Therefore, if the Yavama does not spit, the chalitza isn't valid. Rabbi Kiva said, Ribalazar, Misham Rai, from there you bring a proof. The pasach says, Ish, so shall it be done to the man. be ish, which implies ish. Anything that is in action involves a man is essential. This excludes the spitting, which is done by the Yavama. So, the cobert based in that performed a Chalitza at night used a code made of saliva to tell the Yavama that she had to do the essential acts of a Chalitza and spit, while the Elam who could not perform a Chalitza because he was not fit to speak, stood outside to guard. Which reminds us, the Chalitza of an Elim and an ilimus, a mute man or a mute woman, is invalid And in the first part of a Mishnah, which rules that Chalitza is valid even when there's no Kriya, Falls the opinion of Rabbi Zero, who said, regarding any mincha that's fit for blending, blending is not essential to it, and the mincha is valid without the blending. And any mincha that's not fit for blending, blending is essential, and not blending the ingredients invalidates the mincha. Similarly, if the Yavim Yavama are fit to speak, the actual Korea is not ma'akev to the chalitza. But if one of them are not fit to speak, the chalitza is invalid. Daf kuf So the similar Daf kuf hei is a Russian hacker. So here goes. The Russian hacker, Russian hacker, that must be more a duff the Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young gave a hacking class on learning and chesed which reminds us Rabbah said that the synod base eli cannot be atoned for by carbon of or a mincha of a miskaper who Torah but it can be atoned for with Torah learning Abai said it can be atoned for with acts of chesed Rabbah and Abay were both descendants from the house of the eli Rabbah who engaged in Torah learning the 40 years Abai who engaged in both Torah and chesed the first 60 years Abay said that the was informed that there was a family in Yishlaim whose members would die when they reached the age of 18 he says, suspected they were from the base alien, told them, go and engage in Torah and live, which they did. So the Russian hacker who came from a family, whose members died young, gave a hacking class on learning and chesed. And when he discovered a diagram of a person praying looking down, while well, his words floated up, which reminds us there was a malchokas based on psukim, whether one should dub them with their eyes downward, toward Eretz Yisrael, or upwards toward Shemaim. When Bishmel Barabiyosi heard what was being discussed, he said, that his Father Yossi had said, one of Devin's needs to direct his eyes downward and his heart upward so that one can fulfill... Both Psukim, the marshal, explains that Rabbi held that most of the Shekhinah left Eretz Yisrael after the Hurban. Therefore, one's thoughts should be directed towards Shemaim. But since some of the Shekhinah remains in Eretz Yisrael, his eyes should be directed downwards towards it. So the Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young, gave a hacking class on learning and chesed. And when he discovered a diagram of a person praying, looking down while his words floated up, a set rabbi slowly walked. To the front of the class, which reminds us, the Gemara relates the exchange between Abdan and Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Yossi, When Rabbi Shmuel, who was heavy set, entered Rabbi Shir, and it appeared as if he was stepping over the heads of others who were already seated. Later, Rabbi Shmuel clarified to Rabbi that his father, Rabbi Yossi, ruled based on the word "ish" in the pasuk that the yavam must be an adult, isha ben ben but a woman can be an adult or a minor to perform chalitza. All right, that concludes today's Shir. This is Rabbi Yevam wishing you a great day and great learning.